Couch Chats is a series of real, open, honest and raw chats with some inspiring friends and women I have had the privilege to meet along my entrepreneurial journey, as well as some solo episodes from me. I hope this podcast can inspire you to always dream big and make it your reality. I am your host, Jess Williamson, a serial entrepreneur and business coach. And today I am interviewing Melissa Carcace on the Couch Chats podcast. Melissa is an actor. She is the founder, alongside her sister Stephanie, of the Millennial Women Talk podcast, where they speak to millennial women all about how to elevate their lives, mind, body, and soul. They have conversations with inspiring, notable, and relatable leaders from all different backgrounds who share stories of defining moments of their lives and trailblazing women who have overcome difficult circumstances to forge paths forward. Melissa and Stephanie are also the creators of the Build and Launch Your Podcast in Five Weeks course, which we will chat about in this episode. But we spoke through Melissa's journey to get where she is now, some of her major challenges, how she juggles it all being a an entrepreneur, a podcaster, an actor, and just living life all in between. And we also spoke through her top tips on launching and growing your very own podcast. So I won't waste any more time. Let's get into it because there is so much to get through. And I hope you all enjoy this episode as much as I did. Hello, Melissa. I am so excited to have you on the Couch Chats podcast today. Welcome. Hey, Jessica. I'm so excited to be here. I'm just happy that we were able to to make this happen. So I can't wait for our chat. Absolutely. We met over on Clubhouse briefly and we were just chatting for everyone else that it's currently 7 p.m. where you are and 7 (laughs) a.m. where I am in the future. So it was a little bit of a juggle to, to fit in a good time, but I'm so glad we're here and I'm so excited to chat to you. Yes, me too. What is it like being in the future? Like, is, is how's the day? <laughs> well, it's actually still dark because we're, we're right in the thick of winter. So it's nice and cold and dark. It's not wow. that pleasant. <laughs> I wanted to get started with talking through your journey. Now, you're very multi-talented um, and juggling many different things at once. You're an actor. You're currently running multiple businesses and running a highly successful podcast, plus obviously life as well to fit in. So I would love to start with where did it all begin? So take us through a bit of your journey to get to where you are today. Oh, how much time do we have, Jessica? (laughs) (laughs) It's been quite a journey. It's it's really, truly been quite a journey. Um, So I started acting uh, from a very young age, but uh, my mom didn't allow me to get into it professionally until I was about 14 years old. She really wanted me to be a kid um, and not work so young, which I'm grateful for. But I had this passion and itch to be an actor from a very little girl, five years old, I did my first play in kindergarten and I loved it. And um, yeah, I just fell in love with it so early on. Um, And then at 14, I started uh, professionally. So auditioning, I got myself an agent did all the things. And then at 18 years old, um, after I graduated high school, I decided to move to Los Angeles to pursue it very seriously at that point. And I struggled for a long time because 
I'm, I'm Cuban American. I was born in Miami, but my parents are from Cuba. And, um, you know, growing up in Miami, Florida, everyone is very similar to me in the sense that everyone is some Latino or Cuban American or something. So I never really thought that I was different until I moved to Los Angeles and I couldn't audition for the parts that my friends that were these beautiful blonde hair, blue eyed girls from Texas were auditioning for these roles. And then I would ask my agent, Hey, can I audition for that? She's like, no, because you don't look like them. And I was like, what does that have anything to do? You know, I couldn't even understand. I'm like, yeah. what does looks have anything to do with it? Right. Um, and then it, it became a real big struggle for me. And so I came back to Miami to sort of take a small little break and, and kind of readjust what I wanted to do. And then this Nickelodeon audition came, came about um, here in Miami, which was kind of strange because I had moved to Los Angeles, like they told me to, to be an actress. And here I was back home and I was auditioning for this big TV show. And within two weeks from my first audition, I was already on the set. So they were looking for my role for a very long time. And so when I auditioned for it, it became a very fast turnaround. Like I was a, like, I got the job in two weeks, which yeah. was really cool. And, um, and my journey began as an actor and I was on the show for its full four seasons. We, we ran for four seasons on the air and we've aired all over the globe. And, um, and then I moved back to Los Angeles after the Nickelodeon show ended to, in hopes that I would continue on. And I did not. Uh, and so that's where Millennial Women Talk, the podcast, uh, was born. I, I was, I've always been a producer um, by heart, uh, at heart, I'm sorry. I sold my first TV show when I was 22 years old. Um, it didn't go anywhere, but I, it opened up a, a new door that I didn't know that I wanted to go through, uh, which was producing and creating content. And so the podcast, you know, I was dabbling with podcasting just a bit, you know, uh, in 2015. And fell in love with it. And then I said, you know, it'd be really cool. If, you know, we create this podcast. Um, I, I talked, this is me talking to my sister, my sister's a singer. And I told her, I said, I really think this could be something and it's got to be together. It's the only way that it can make sense. I, cause we, her and I have really good chemistry. And I said, I don't, I just don't see this being on my own. I see this with you and let's just do it. I convinced her. She said, yes. And, uh, and we're three seasons and we actually wrapped our third season today, this afternoon, which is really great. Um, and here I am. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Congratulations. That's such an incredible journey, um, to get here. And I know that now you have a couple of businesses as well. So did you yes. want to share a little bit about those and how they came about? Yes. Yeah, so we have a family business too. It's called Crunchy Waves. Um, and that really stemmed, uh, from my father, his mom created this chip recipe growing up and we loved it. It's made out of flour and her dream was always to make it into a business. And, um, she never got to see that dream come to reality, but my father always kept it in mind. And so four and a half years ago, he, you know, kind of came to the family, came to all of us and said, you know, I'd really love to make this business a reality to honor my mom, uh, but to also just create something fun for us to do as a collective, as, as a family. And we all came on board with it and we launched the company. Um, you know, the chips, you know, went into the market last year in 2020, around August of 2020. And uh, we are in local stores in, in South Florida, but we sell online and we ship really all over the world, which is really neat. So the current chips are, are global, which is super cool. And uh, so we do that. And then uh, on the Millennium Inside, Stephanie and I have our own um, podcast course. So 
we help uh, future podcasters build and launch their very own podcast in five weeks. And it's been such a special project. You know, we, we had this, this idea placed in our heart, I would say summer of last year, and we really started to develop you know, the course of our dreams, the course that we wish existed. And when we first got into podcasting, we took a lot of courses and they were wonderful, super valuable, super knowledgeable. But the problem with, with most courses is that they share so much information with you and it's all great, but they never help you start. Like, what's that first step? Like, what do I have to do to get it done? Right. And so we saw that that was a big issue for us. And we knew that that could help a lot of people if we can just give an exact blueprint of what podcasters have to do every single week to achieve the goal of actually launching their own show. And so we've created is something super cool where every week you have a task list of exactly what you have to get done for that week. And if you do everything you have to do for that week, you guarantee will be launched in week five. And we have not had a student not be launched by week five, which is really neat. Um, and it's been a beautiful process. Um, you know, to, to see people share their messages with the world. And that's the beauty of audio is that it, it's, it is global, as you can see, you know, you and I are on, on your show right now, but also, you know, after the year that we've had, everybody's just trying to multitask and trying to do a bunch of things and catch up. No one really has time to sit down and watch, you know, all this TV or movies or something. So they want to be able to consume great content, but on the go and while they're doing a bunch of other things, which is why I believe that audio is, it's, it's having its special moment right now where it's become, I mean, it's become massive and it's only going to get bigger, especially with podcasts. So um, we decided to launch that course to help others, you know, launch their very own show. So it's been, it's been really fun, super fun to do. I love that. It's so well needed. I mean, to be honest, I started my podcast about a year ago now and I winged it and Google was kind of my best yeah. friend. And I wish I had had a course like that when I started because, you know, I just kind of made it up as I went, but now we are, you know, one year down the track. So um, I think that's super valuable for anyone who's looking to get into podcasting and to start their own podcast. And I would love to just quickly chat a little bit more about millennial women talk because you have built such a hugely successful podcast yourself and you've really nailed down on who your audience is and who it's for and what it's for so what would you say is your why behind starting the podcast oh I love it. such a beautiful question you know, our, our why really stems from a personal place, but we, we've also come to see as we've grown that it has served, you know, so many people. And, you know, the mission and vision of our company is to create inspirational yet resourceful content for the women of our generation, but in particular for the women looking to elevate their lives, mind, body, and soul. And when we first started off in our podcast, we thought, you know, for millennial women, our show is for every single millennial woman around the world, right? And that's a beautiful thought, but it's not practical and not realistic because there is this type of woman that will listen to our show. And that's why I say it's that they want to elevate their lives, mind, body, and soul. So we talk about faith and spirituality. We talk about mental health and wellness. Um, and we do have certain celebrity guests on the show, but, you know, the focus is always on about who they are versus what they do. And that's really what we want to do because 
our, our main focus about the show is to generate perspectives. We are not here to tell you or lecture you exactly what you should know or do. That's not what we want to do. What we want to do is bring you all these different thoughts and perspectives, and we encourage you to create your own opinion, your own perspective. So we're not, um, you know, Stephanie and I are also learning too, which is the beauty of it. We almost feel like we are the audience um, and we bring on the experts, I would say, um, in whatever field is it that we're trying to cover, not field, topic, I should say, that we're trying to cover on the on those episodes. Um, but, you know, the foundation of the show is that it's, it's really to provide that inspiration. We want to give you inspiration and motivation and get you excited, but then actually give you those tools that you can apply in your everyday life because you don't do anything by feeling pumped for an hour. And then when the hour's over, you don't really know what to do next. You know what I mean? Um, and so it's important for us to always provide those resources, whether it's through the, what the guest is saying in the show or the downloadables that we can share from our guest or coupon codes or freebies, or what can we offer our audience as a takeaway, um, you know, for being, for, for listening to the show and consuming the content. And that can be valuable valuable for them. But, but that's such a great question. I'm so glad that you asked. I absolutely love everything that you mentioned about that. It is such a needed topic, I think right now, especially, but I love that you really narrowed down on who your podcast is for, because I feel like so many people do get stuck at just saying, Yep, it's for millennial women. I'm a millennial woman, so that's who it's for. But you really got deeper and thought about, well, what are their thoughts? What are their desires? What are they really wanting to gain from this? And then I guess that really would help you create content. Whereas millennial women, you could talk about anything and everything and it could be so broad and deep. Um, but I, I love that you really narrowed down into what are their desires? And that they're really looking to level themselves up. Absolutely. It's a, it's like what I mentioned, you know, it's, it's about who you are versus what you do. And, and listen, we do talk about business and entrepreneurship, but it's more so in, in the internal, right? It's the challenges. We always ask questions like, what was that big challenge that you faced, and how did you overcome it in your business? Right? Because we want to get to the root of things. It's very easy to see people's successes but it's nobody really knows how they got there. And um, one thing that we pride ourselves on in our show is that, that we want to grab the meat and potatoes of people's stories so that our audience can also have hope that, hey, I too can make it because I myself have struggles and so do they. I don't know why there is this like misconception or thought or I don't know about people who've been successful and thinking that they just, they've never struggled. You know what no. I'm saying? Like, I'm just like, how do, why do people think there's no struggle involved? <laughs> and they still struggle while they're successful too. It's just, you know, money or success doesn't make you immune to problems and, and to struggles. Absolutely. Unfortunately, if it was that easy, then I think everybody, you know, we could all be happy and go lucky, but sadly that's not it. And I think that the main reason why is because, you know, we're here to learn and without setbacks and and heartache, you know, there's no growth and we have to grow. We're, we're on a journey. This is, this is what life is about. And so that's why we focus, you know, our content to be very deep. Um, it, it is lighthearted in the sense that, you know, we do have fun and, and we ask really fun questions, but it's really at its core, it, it's to grab that value, grab those meat and potatoes of people's stories. Yes. I think it's so important uh, to share both sides of the coin. So while we are on that topic, 
what has been one of the most challenging times throughout your journey? Oh, I've had, you know, I've had two big ones. I would say the first one was when I first uh, moved to Los Angeles in those first three years, I couldn't, you know, even get an audition. And that was very discouraging because I, I really thought that I was, it's not that I was going to make it so quickly. I just thought at least I can start to get these small jobs and get small opportunities to build up my resume because that's, that's what they would teach us in class. It's, you need to build up your resume so that one day you could get on a TV show. Right. Um, and I just I just couldn't understand how that could happen to me because I wasn't even getting an opportunity to even show what I can do. Um, and so I, I really went into a very you know terrible depression. I more so because I was confused, right? I was like, so, because I felt so strongly to move there yeah. and it was like the most easiest transition. It wasn't like I forced myself to go. It was like, in my heart of hearts, it was meant to be to go. And, um, and I was there, I, I, I did it and I was very lonely. You know, I didn't know anybody there. I was struggling to make friends. Um, and then on top of that, you know, my career wasn't doing anything. So I was like, I don't know what to do. I feel very confused. And so, um, I, I went into, into a very, you know, um, you know, scary depression, but luckily I have great, great parents, in particular, my mom. My mom has this beautiful ability to help people from a very emotional and mental place without judging or without sympathy, right? She doesn't make you feel like you're some sort of victim. She just gives you so much strength and allows you to really express yourself. And she, with her with her support, you know, gave me a lot of confidence to get back to center, get back to me again who I am. So I had moved back to Miami and then, uh, and then I, once I got the TV show a few years after that, I would say two and a half to almost three years after that. Um, then I thought, Oh my gosh, this is going to be so great. You know, like I finally got on the TV show and now I can really start working. And I went back again. Luckily I didn't fall into a depression because I knew better and I knew what had happened to me before. And I didn't want to go back there again, but I was so frustrated because I was like, why am I here again? Like, what did I do wrong? You know, like I was so confused, but I realized that, you know, my life was not supposed to be that way. You know, the TV show was the stepping stone to open up the doors of, of my future, but my future was not to be an actor. My future was to create and to produce, which was truly what was in my heart to begin with. I was just trying to decline the calling because it's a scary one. And I was like, it's just easier if I audition and book jobs. Mm. And it is for me. Right. But I was being pushed in the direction that I didn't know in the sense that I just, that wasn't the vision I had for myself. So that's why I didn't make much sense. But as I continued to just listen to the callings and the prayers that I was asking for, I was so confused. Cause I was like, I just want to be an actress. Why are you like giving me ideas to create? Um, I decided one day to just say, you know what, I'm just going to listen to whatever the heck, you know, my heart is telling me to do, and I'm going to be obedient to the calling and just do it. Mm -hmm. And it was tough because it's a confusing journey. I don't know what I'm doing because that's not what I was trained to do, right? For so many years, I'm entering a new medium, which was really podcasting and creating events for the pod because we were a traveling podcast pre-COVID. Um, and when, when I got the idea to do the podcast, it was travel right from the get-go, like right from the beginning. We had no money. All the money, I, you know, the show I was on Nickelodeon, um, 
was a non-union show. And what that basically means is, you know, when you're a SAG show, that you're a unionized show, you get something called residuals. So as they play the show around the world or on their stations in America, you get money for that. You know, you you receive checks. Uh-huh. It's like a, almost like a licensing fee, or I guess you would say, the residuals. But <clears throat> our show was not. So they paid us just for the job that we did that one time, and that was it. All right. So the money that I had, I had made, um, it wasn't a lot, typically for what you would see it being shot in Los Angeles, right? Because we shot our show in Miami. Um, I didn't make much money, and all my money went right back to my career because I thought that I was going to continue working, and I didn't. So I ran out of money. I ran out of everything, <laughs> out of faith, out of everything, because I was like, I don't know what's happening. You know, I thought that I was. This was what I was supposed to do. And I struggled a lot to find myself again and to understand who am I truly at my core. And it took a lot of time for me to really sit with myself and really show myself some compassion because I couldn't believe in myself anymore. It was like really hard for me because I was like, there's a vision and there's, there's a mission and there's all these things, but I just don't see how, how I can make it if the original vision didn't even come full all the way, you know, it just took me you know, two steps forward. But what I didn't realize, which I realized today is that that was just the stepping stone, but that wasn't the destination. And so I had to really just go for it, right? Like just, okay, this is, this is my new path and let's see where I go. And although I'm confused, lost, and don't know what I'm doing, I just have to put one foot in front of the other and go in that direction. And I'm so glad that I did because, you know, Millennium and Talk has really changed my life in every way, shape or form. It's opened greater doors for Stephanie and I, my sister, um, and I in in our journey. And the show has become, you know, a big success within the, you know, our audience and the women of our generation. And we've been able to help so many people, and um, and it's been a gift in in the biggest way possible. So although it was a struggling time, and I didn't know what was going to be next for me, I'm just glad that I at least with the little tiny bit of faith that I had, because it was like so itty bitty, I just woke up every morning and I just kept going. And that's really the key to anything. Even when you don't know where you're going, just keep going. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other. You eventually will end up where you're supposed to be. Oh, I love that. I think, you know, as challenging as it was for you at the time, I'm sure you we're able to take a lot of learnings and sometimes we have to take a step in a different direction to realize that maybe that's not the right step for us. And just listening to that inner calling and your heart, because quite often we do know, but we may not necessarily want to, which I think you really demonstrated really well in that story as well. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, I think Oprah's the one that says it, but she's like, be obedient to your calling. And sometimes it's hard to hear. And the best way to understand what that is, is whenever you have an idea or you're like, man, that, that would be kind of cool if I did that, or that's a great idea or something like that. They're very little glimpses of things. Those are signs that something is, is being placed on your heart to do and to execute. Um, you know, we're all here for a mission. We really are. Um, on this earth, we all have a purpose and it's not a singular one. The purpose changes and it evolves and it grows because, you know, hopefully we're here for a long time, at least 80 or 90 years old. And as you grow and evolve, so do your purposes, right? And so I think 
you know, when people say, what is your purpose in life? I think it's kind of ignorant because there isn't just one singular one. And if you only think there's only one singular one, you won't be able to actually enjoy life to its fullest potential that it was meant to be enjoyed because there's just so much growth and so much to learn and so much to enjoy that you will lose out on that if you focus on just one thing, just because you like, that's why I'm so glad that I didn't just focus on that one thing, which was just being an actress, because I would have closed myself off to everything else that I'm doing today that has truly fulfilled my life in ways I never imagined. So it's important to always be open and open to receiving really um, and listening to whatever is being called upon you to do. You know, I think that that's really important. Oh, I think it's such a valuable lesson to share with everyone because maybe some listeners right now are, you know, pushing something and maybe it's just not working and maybe they're not feeling that fulfilled with that. And so I think it's a good reminder yeah. to everyone to check in with yourself as often as you can and just make sure that what you're doing is still fulfilling you and lighting you up just as your podcast is for you. So I think it's super, super special to to mention that. So thank you for sharing your journey with us. Before we do finish up, because I think we've covered some really amazing topics and tips, but I would love to ask you one final question. And that would be for anyone who is looking to start a podcast or currently has a podcast or is just a content creator in general. I mean, these days we're all content creators, right? Whether we have a podcast or not mm -hmm. with social media, what do you feel is the one key to having a successful podcast or, you know, content that keeps listeners coming back? Oh, that's such a great question. You know, you, you said it earlier, it's really figuring out that why and that foundation. Um, you know, it's funny because I wish I could have said that Stephanie and I started off our podcast that way. We, we certainly did not. Um, we didn't really know, like I mentioned, like <laughs> what we were doing. So what we had to do is kind of um, go back for a moment and say, okay, let's, let's really, let's set this up for success. Let's figure out what our why is, our mission and our vision and set up a solid foundation. Because once you know why you're doing it, who you're doing it for and what it's about, you're going to be able to not just provide the best value possible for your audience, right? Whether it's a podcast or just a content creator in general but you'll be able to work with brands. You'll be able to monetize properly. You'll be able to really understand how to grow it and how to, how to make it, you know, bigger and better every year. Um, because you have a solid foundation, you know, exactly what you're doing when you're just, especially in the podcast world, a lot of podcasters just sit down and press play and let's see where this conversation goes. And what the mistake of that is, is that that's fine when you're having coffee with a friend and you're there for five hours or three hours, right? But it's not good for a podcast. You got to have a beginning, middle, and end. You have to tell the story. You have to capture the value for your audience. Um, and your audience should always be your priority at all times. It's always about serving them. It's what they need, right? And so once you have a solid foundation, you're able to do that seamlessly. You'll be able to actually create valuable content that's going to serve your audience and keep them coming back for more and more. And I think a lot of people, especially podcasters, really skip out on that first thing, which is, you know, the development phase, like Steph and I like to call it. 
And we spend in our course the first two weeks in the development phase to make sure that your foundation is rock solid and that no matter what happens, you're, you know exactly where you're driving your ship. Um, and that's super important because the monetization part, the equipment part, and the recording is the easiest part of podcasting. And the easiest part of content creating is just just creating it, turning on that camera, turning on that microphone. But if you don't have you know, a North Star, it's going to be very hard for you to have your audience keep coming back and at the same time help you you know, evolve and, and, and grow your projects. It's, it's going to be a little bit difficult. So I would say, you know, focus on your foundation, focus on your why, um, and really spend some time there. And it's a great place to, to be because it's very reflective and it's actually very creative because you're able to really go all out with this and, and enjoy the time of, of this exciting project that you're trying to, to put out into the world. But I think structure is, is very important and, and the foundation is just so key. It truly is. Oh, amazing. I think anyone that is creating content, which everyone that's listening uh, definitely should be in that category, can really, really take that away and maybe even just think about what they're currently creating. Is that in alignment with with what they're wanting to put out there. I know even with my own Instagram, I used to post all about fashion and travel. And now I completely have shifted that and share a lot of, you know, behind the scenes and my entrepreneurial journey and a lot of mindset things. And so over time, I've had to ask myself, you know, what am I really wanting to put out there and what value am I really wanting to provide people and so initially I did lose some followers when I made that shift and now it's just consistently attracting the right kind of people to my Instagram so I just wanted to share that in a way that don't be afraid to pivot and change if you're feeling like you're not quite on the path that you want to as well. Uh, You may lose some followers, you may lose some listeners initially, but it's going to be so much more powerful for you and your audience in the long run. I love that you said that, you know, Jessica, because I I can relate to that. Um, You know, when I was transitioning from, from Nickelodeon to this, I lost a lot of followers. I barely really grown because it's, it's, I'm trying to build the correct audience for what I'm doing today and beyond. And that's totally normal because as you shift and pivot, those things will happen. And actually, I believe it was Jessica Alba who was saying that when she started the honest company, um, you know, it was mostly men that were following her. Mm. And when she wanted to go into this new venture, she lost followers and people just were like, okay, why am I following if you're not posting, you know, things about your movies or, you know, these modeling photos or something, you know? It was all about baby products and healthy home products and people were not happy about that. So she, she went through that too. And most people do, especially when you're pivoting and starting something new, it's completely normal. It's just about committing to it and not giving up and just, you know, continuing to continue to provide the content that is correct for you. Absolutely. I think you've shared so many amazing tips with us and I just know that, Everyone is going to get so much value out of your podcast course. So please do share with us where people can follow you and connect with you. But also, you know, if that is something of interest, they can find out more. Yes, of course. So for the course, they can go to heypodcaster.com. And we offer two two types of courses. We call it the self-guided course and then the guided course. 
the self-guided basically is on your own. So you're able to start right away and consume all of the great content and also get the task list. So you know exactly what you're doing. Um, and then if you choose the guided plan that is actually with Steph and I, so you get to work with us one-on-one -on -one for five whole weeks. And it's really awesome because we have a one hour weekly call plus 24 seven access to us via Slack. Um, which has been really, really great. And that starts every five weeks. So there's a new cycle every single five weeks. Beautiful. And that's where they can find it. So yeah, it's really cool. Amazing. So much value. And I will put the links in the show notes so everyone can come and connect with you over on Instagram and check out that course if that is of interest. But thank you so much for being so open about your journey. I think it's really insightful and hopefully a lot of people can take some key lessons or relate to that in some way, because I think everyone's going through their own things. And I think it's really interesting. And I just wanted to thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge with us today. <laughs> thank you so much, Jessica. You're amazing. Thank you. Wow, what an episode. If you enjoyed that episode as much as I did, make sure you hit subscribe because we have some amazing guests coming up. But if you did enjoy this, please make sure you screenshot and share this to your Instagram stories or your social media. Tag myself at jess.williamson8 and melissa at Kakache, as well as Couch Chats Podcast. And we will share the love right back. So I will speak to you all soon. See you next Thursday for our weekly drop of a new episode. Have an amazing week.